My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. You know, it's Brit today and it is Brit every other day, but I'm so excited to introduce to you my incredible guest coming on the show today, Dr. Catherine Weiberg. You guys, she is a speaker, author, workshop facilitator, coach and consultant. She is the founder of Profitable Alignment, and she's also the host of Engaged Company Culture Podcast. You guys, you know me, and I keep my intros very brief, and give this way I can give my guests the time to go ahead and tell us a little bit about their journey as to how they got to where they are today. But welcome to the show, Dr. Catherine. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on here and add some value. So if, if you don't mind, do you mind filling us in filling in the gaps as to what brought you to where you are today. Thank you, Britt. I love this opportunity to be here with you. You are a total joy for a conversation and I am grateful to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. I grew up believing that leadership meant dictatorship, possibly tyranny. Now, I discovered that it, that doesn't work well for me and it doesn't work well for most people. But some of the people with whom I interacted, including a friend of mine when I was in sixth grade, also seemed to think that was the right way. Now, this sixth grade friend took a 15 minute recess to tell me all of the things that were wrong with me, all of my weaknesses, all the things that she didn't like. Now, I know that you are in Canada and I'm in the United States, so I don't know if the school system is exactly the same, but in the U.S., in elementary school, recess is playtime. It's when you're outside and you get to just do fun stuff. I hung out with her and a few other friends and we sang songs and we played. And she decided, I'm going to tell Catherine everything wrong with her. Well, I did not enjoy that. Also. I had years in elementary school and junior high where I felt bullied. Now, looking back, I may or may not have been bullied, but I thought I was. And in society, we often look at other people and we either think I'm better than or I'm worse than. We compare ourselves and we see all of the things that we don't do well. I'm no different. It's something I came to. Well, In my early 20s, I was in the Philippines for a year and a half, and I was working with different people in in an organization where we had partnerships of two and three, and we were learning how to lead each other and how to talk to people. Again, I had a lot of people who were telling me, this is what you're doing wrong, These are all of your weaknesses. And I felt tiny and I felt insufficient. Well, the final person with whom I was paired taught me a new and better way. She taught me not only did I not live as only my weaknesses, 
And not only did I have to be a tyrant in order to lead, but that I could lead from a place of compassion and a place of understanding, and I could lean into my strengths. With her and with my husband who has a counseling background and with some of my own experiences, I learned that I could look at life differently. I could look at my experience when I was 12 and I could look at it in a different light. I could reframe that situation. Now, reframe is a word that you hear in psychology circles and now it's starting to come around in a lot of business circles. I like to describe it as comparing, you put a picture in a picture frame. If you put it in a white picture frame and say, for example, it's a mountain picture, you see all of the light colors and you see white fluffy clouds. You take that very same picture and you put it in a black picture frame, you get to see the deeper hues, the darker colors, the shadows and how they accentuate and emphasize. I was able to do the same thing. I looked at my 12 year old self and said, you know, I never want to be the person who does to somebody what she did to me. And maybe she did that. Maybe she shared with me my weaknesses out of a desire to be helpful. Maybe it wasn't to be mean. Maybe she had been having a really hard time. So how can I look at it differently? Along with that and looking and studying leaders and management and team building, and then getting a doctor of management and organizational development and change. I learned leaders don't have to be born, they can be made. I'm no longer the tyrannical dictator and it's by choice. I'm no longer the, you have to do what I said because I said it, but I can say, ooh, look at what you do well. Look at what I do well, how can we help each other? And that's now what I take to individuals so that they can see that every experience in their lives can be turned to their benefit. And it's what I take to organizations so they can see that each individual is more than his or her job description. Each individual can lean into his or her strengths and bring so much more to the organization that everybody can work together better. And oh my goodness, have fun at work joy at work. Does that happen? That's the goal. We want to have fun. We want to enjoy it. And we want to fulfill a purpose. I hope that's not too long, but that's what brought me here. Not too long at all. And I like that you went into detail. Uh, this is incredible. I mean, from being told all your weaknesses to getting to where you are today, it's huge. You know, a lot of people use that in a different way and use that to be discouraged, but I love the way you went about it. Thank you. It's just fun. Absolutely. Dr. Catherine Weiberg, tell us a little bit about, you know, this topic. And we were kind of just touching on it right before we started the interview, but appreciative intelligence, your new superpower. Let's really dive into this. Appreciative intelligence is possibly my very favorite topic of all things to discuss. 
appreciative intelligence has been around as long as emotional intelligence, but it hasn't had the publicity. Mm. And it is more than an attitude of gratitude. People might hear appreciative and think, oh, just be grateful. It's more than that. The way I like to describe appreciative intelligence is to look at the word appreciate in two ways. So first, there is the gratitude. There is the recognition. There is the understanding. And the, there is embracing your strengths and the strengths of others. Now, Tom Rath defined a strength as a talent into which you have put effort. So it's not just physical strength. It's something into which you have really increased in, in your ability. Now, as you really understand and embrace these strengths, your own and other people's, you can then create complementary teams. And the second definition of appreciate, increase in value comes about. So this is how you increase value in your own life. You increase value in your teams. You increase value in your organizations because you're no longer looking at, oh, I'm so much better than George because I can talk in front of an audience and I love talking and I'll never be as good as Brit because I don't have that smile that engages the world. Instead of looking at those things, you can say, you know what? George is fantastic at bringing all of the data to me and I'm fantastic at sharing it. It doesn't mean that I'm better than he is or that he's better than I am. We have different strengths and we can use those to help each other. Ooh, isn't that spiffy? And Brit has this smile that engages the world and this podcast that reaches out to people and she engages people. And so even if I do something different, she is helping all of those other people and maybe there's something I can do that helps her maybe I can help her audience, but only she can reach them. Hey, I don't have to be Brit. I can be Dr. Catherine. George doesn't have to be Dr. Catherine. George can be George. And, and look at this. And then the value that we bring to the world increases. The value that we bring to ourselves increases. The very, the things that we thought were small become huge. There are others who talk about appreciative intelligence as seeing the oak inside the acorn. I have a, a separate soapbox that I love to stand on and say there's no such thing as just. You're not just Brit. I'm not just Catherine. He's not just George. I'm not just a mom. I'm not just a secretary. I'm not just the leader of a small organization. I'm not just the leader of a large organization who took these different paths. I'm not just, I'm not just a daughter or a son. No, because what you contribute adds value. What the other person contributes adds value. If ever you want to recognize in a dramatic way 
the value that you provide, stop doing it just long enough to see the difference. I love bringing this out when you look at janitorial staff because regularly in society, people have looked at janitorial staff as less than, which is wrong. If you go into an establishment and it is cluttered and messy and filthy, you have a dreadful impression of that establishment. But if you go in and it is clean and pristine, it's the behind the view actions of the janitorial staff. If they were to stop, you would notice. Now, I also recommend if you want to recognize your difference, first of all, don't stop for very long because what you contribute makes a difference. Also, your other option is the opposite. Lean into what you do lean into talking on stage if that's what you do lean into podcasting if you like crunching numbers lean into it if you love to analyze data lean into it there are so many things but as you lean into it you don't have to be the same as everybody else you're going to make a difference and people are going to recognize it it's going to start with you recognizing it that's the goal so of intelligence this is incredible really leaning into that passion and going all in yes absolutely and then you can help others do that and again bring your team along with you oh but you do this so well and i don't do it well and i don't want to do it well but you can right how do you teach your your the people that you work to really hone in on to what they're passionate about and really leaning into it is do you, is it is it um do you often find a lot of the people that you work with have a hard time seeing what that is and let's talk about that this is is also how it all started for me in leaning right into it because it became so fun for me i believe in blunt compliments i believe in telling people just as blunt as blunt can be, oh, wow, look what you did. I love it. And I once was working with people who were transitioning from one career to another. I was facilitating job clubs for them. I came up with a set of questions that we would go over in these job clubs. And I use these in individual coaching and I use this in team coaching. Some of these questions that I like to ask people. First, what do you like about yourself? Now, there are some people who can identify that easily. I have found a lot of people struggle with that. I get all giggly about it because I'm going to help them see. And if they struggle, I like to say, okay, what does your best friend like about you? What did your favorite supervisor like about you? What would your coworkers say about you? When somebody who really likes you introduces you, what does that person say? It forces them to look at themselves from another frame, from another point of view. Because when you reframe, it's the same person, but looking at it in a new light. And then, again, I love, I love doing this with individuals, but then I also love doing it with teams. So... 
I like asking them, okay, so what have you seen Brit do well? What have you seen George do well? What have you seen Jose do well? It's, and then people start to recognize that they can give their own blunt compliments and that correction also can be kind. I believe in correction. I believe in kind correction, blunt compliments and kind correction. Sometimes correction is the kindest thing you can do for a person because that's going to help a person get there. A hundred percent. Can you elaborate on kind correction? And just to make sure everyone knows exactly what you're, you're referring to. Every one of us can do something better today than we did yesterday. Every one of us can do something better tomorrow than we did today. If we are told, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, you did this wrong, it can become demoralizing. It can become debilitating if that's all that you hear. If we are told, you did this well, I loved it. You did this well, I loved it. You also have the opportunity to say, never use the word but, by the way, because but in our subconscious and in those of us who know it consciously, in our conscious minds negates what you said before. So if you say you did this well, you did this well, you did this well, don't stop with but, join it with and. And I would like if you did this differently this time, or, and I tried this, did you try that? Or, and what did you dislike about the situation? Can I help? Sometimes people don't want to receive advice. One thing I have learned is that unrequested advice and unsolicited advice often sounds like criticism. So if you ask somebody, may I give you a suggestion? Did you like it? Is there anything I can do to help? That opens the door. If the person says no, allow that door to be closed until that person comes and says, you know, I would like to do it better. Or find another time a little bit down the road and say, I was thinking about this and I wonder if you thought about, or mm -hmm. I wonder if you tried, or I tried this, or I observed this, I wonder what you think of it. So that you're still able to provide your input and you're allowing the person his or her own empowerment to make the change. That's what kind of correction looks like. Thank you for elaborating. I love it. Now, Dr. Catherine, let's talk about your, your podcast. What were the intentions behind it and where is it at today? Engaged Company Culture Podcast is all about Encouraging joy at work, stopping the employee exodus, and engaging your employees and your team. Because back in 2021, starting in July of 2021, in the United States, more than 4 million people every month began leaving their jobs voluntarily. 
they were leaving for greener pastures. And Gallup also has been doing independent surveys every year that show that people who don't leave still are highly disengaged. Right now, their most recent 2022 study shows 18% of employees that they polled say they are highly disengaged. To be disengaged at work means that you're not enjoying yourself, you're not very productive. If you're actively disengaged, you might be sabotaging some of the things at the company intentionally or unintentionally, but you have no need to go anywhere else because you're getting a paycheck. But if you're engaged, productivity increases by at least 34%. If you're engaged, sick days decrease. If you're engaged, profits increase. Teamwork increases. Helping leaders understand that they can influence the culture of their organization, that they can have options upon options of how to engage their culture. That's what started it all. I've done several interviews with coaches and consultants and service providers who have options for engaging those company cultures, helping those leaders know what they can do for their employees. I am transitioning right now to interviewing more of the business leaders to talk to them about what have they experienced with company culture, their highs and their lows. What have they experienced with employee engagement, with employee change buy-in? Because sometimes change is what you need and buy-in is difficult to get. Mm -hmm. How are they handling employee retention? So I'm going to be I still have several interviews with coaches and consultants and service providers that are going to be airing, but listen also for the business leaders and their experiences and what they're doing and what they wish they could be doing. It's all about how can we help each other be successful. This is amazing. Now, how would you say the, the um, podcast what would you say the best way that it really ties into the business that you're already doing? Your business. My business is called Profitable Alignment because when an individual, a team, and an organization are in proper alignment with each other, profits naturally rise. My business focuses on encouraging joy at work and increasing awareness and use of appreciative intelligence. It is all about helping people really grow and helping organizations truly get the profitable alignment that they need for everybody to feel valued. I and I provide keynote speeches. I provide workshops, half-day workshops with 12-week follow-on because, again, an epiphany can happen in an instant, but transition takes time. I could be as inspiring as Brene Brown or Simon Sinek, but if you don't apply it, it doesn't matter. So the follow-on on the end of the implementation 
matters. I, I, it's so I'm important. a strong believer in that as well. It's so important to be able to apply what you're doing and to get excited about it. 100%. Dr. Kevin, I want to give you the next two minutes here. I know my episodes are so short, but I want to make sure we have two, three minutes left for you to talk about anything in regards to coming up within your, your business um, that you would like to share with my audience. Um, and the best way to reach out to you as well, if anyone's looking to connect. Thank you. The best way to reach me is through LinkedIn. You can find me as Katherine Weiberg, and you will see in parentheses, it says Dr. Katherine, because that's what I go by. You can also find me on Facebook. You can also do a search for Dr. Katherine and find me there. The podcast is both video and audio. The video is on YouTube and Spotify. You can do a search for it with the at symbol and dr period Catherine with a c c-a-t-h-e-r-i-n-e and you'll find it engaged company culture also you'll be able to find it on more than a dozen all of the big audio channels honestly i would love to invite anybody who listens to this to reach out to me about a virtual leader luncheon that I do every month. It's not a sales pitch. It's an opportunity to come together and share with other leaders what you're experiencing in employee engagement, retention, and joy, to share what you're experiencing. Now, if you're an employee who does not look forward to every day at work, if maybe your Monday is your worst day and your Friday is what you're counting down to from the moment you walk in. I have a WhatsApp group that I'm going to be starting soon to work with those who want to enjoy work more and who are not the main decision makers necessarily. Although decision makers are welcome. <laughs> and uh, I also would love to connect with people and podcast guests. I'm always looking for more leaders who want to talk about company culture. Please reach out to me. Thank you so much, Dr. Kevin. This has been absolutely incredible. You shared so much value and, you know, really opened up a perspective that we don't always look at, which is so important. Thank you for taking the time of your day and sharing this with not only myself, but my entire audience. I appreciate you. Thank you, Bruce. This was wonderful for me too. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on, just like Dr. Catherine Weiberg did today to talk about your journey, talk about your, you know, the wins and what's working within the business, even some of the challenges um, and the podcast, go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. 
Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.